You're listening to Riddled Eve, Season 1, Book 2. This episode was written by Craig Philbig and is produced by Twin Swords Productions and Cruise Control Productions. The narrator for this episode is Craig Vilbig. Chapter 9. The Source. Sifting through the remains was daunting, but it had to be done. There were important papers and books, scraps of insight from a time now gone. No matter. The science was still sound. The burning of the Library of Montlinger wasn't quite as upsetting as the burning of the Library of Alexandria, but it had a personal sentiment to Elliot. It had largely been his library, after all. His house. Well, his parents' house, anyway. Despite the facts that he and his twin were nearing their thirties, and both had relatively prominent careers, they had remained living with their parents for certain personal reasons. Life had gone well for the two of them, but certainly not to any sort of plan either of them would have chosen. Luckily, the main shelves had been largely untouched by the flames. Rows of scientific journals from the 1800s and forward had remained unburned. For all Elliot knew, this set of books was the largest vestige of science remaining in the world. That thought was almost comical. There must be servers that held electronic versions of thousands of accurate texts, but how could they access them now? Elliot straightened himself before stretching his back. He ran soot-covered fingers through his greasy, dirty blonde hair, leaving marks that he had no way to wash out. Rapidly lowering himself into a stoop, he picked out a copy of Charles Darwin's journal. It had always been a favorite of his, and he was quite happy to see it intact. He added it to the pile of good books. The good news was that there were more books in good condition than there were burned books, but the bad news was that some notable articles had sustained significant damage. One had been a double biography of Marie and Pierre Curie. That one hurt for nostalgic reasons. When Elliot and his brother had been children, they used to pretend to be the pair of scientists. Thomas had always portrayed Marie. Beyond the bookshelf, there wasn't much left of the house. The basement hadn't been touched, and luckily was the location to which the majority of the twins' projects had been relegated. Elliot took a step back from the bookshelf. All that he could salvage had been sorted. He did, however, have one more place in the house he needed to search. He made his way from what had been the living room to what had been the kitchen. A once large gray homemade table had been burned to almost nothing, its brushed aluminum legs sticking up into the charred surface. Elliot had been horrified as he had watched his own notes burn in the fire, but he had forgotten the spare that he kept. It might not be fully up to date, but every few months he sat down to copy over his notes into a different journal. It helped him to remember his disjointed thoughts, and it made for a much more organized and presentable notebook, should he ever have cause to share with anyone other than his brother. The spare journal was kept in a fireproof safe under the kitchen cabinets. And while the kitchen cabinets had been reduced to a large pile of charred tile, 
the safe that Elliot had once assumed far too expensive sat blackened by the flames, but otherwise undamaged. Despite the obscene destruction, Elliot smiled. He had urged his parents to use the porcelain tiles over the cheaper materials they had been considering. The tiles had a higher heat resistance. Of course, at the time, that was only important to put hot pots and pans on. He hadn't considered how they'd do in a house fire. Once again, he stooped, this time to clear the rubble from in front of the safe. He spun the dial on the face. It stuck ever so slightly, but he was able to open it with ease. He grabbed the important contents, his journals. All of the covers showed a capital F with a silver line connecting it to a golden embroidered circle, barely large enough for the letter. The logo of the company he worked for. Or it had been right up until the city had been destroyed. Now he doubted he still had a job. The free time for his projects was a welcomed change, though the circumstances of it certainly could have been better. Possibly. The other benefit to the essential lack of civilization was the ability to salvage any parts that might be needed for the twins' projects. Everything was free for the taking, he just had to know where to look for it. Thomas was far better at that part. He had always been the more physical scientist of the pair, while Elliot had taken greater interest in the theoretical. Thomas wanted the glory of inventing. Elliot wanted the honor of being proven right 50 years after his death. He glanced into the safe. He'd leave the cash. There wasn't much use for that anymore, anyway. After securing the door shut, just in case, he took his journals back to the pile of salvaged books and added them to the stack. With one last glance past the destroyed walls at the ruined city, he picked up the stack. The nearby gas station was intriguing. While the pair had already picked through the snack items, there was one more useful commodity the gas station offered to them. It's fuel. It felt, perhaps, blatantly obvious to hook up a siphon to the gas station tank and run it into a small and quiet generator to power their basement. Something discreet. Something that could power the few outlets and their inventions. He'd make a note of it and offer the idea to his brother as soon as he got the books downstairs. What had initially seemed a disaster might actually prove to be a good thing overall. Not to mention the greatest puzzle. There must be something that could be discovered about the destruction. The cause could be known, and Elliot would know it. Thomas might only see the potential for rebuilding civilization, but Elliot could grasp onto the questions of how and why. That was all that he needed. And he knew that that was what he'd discover answers to. The sources of those answers might be unclear for now, but he could certainly know the sources in time. And he would. Thank you for listening to this episode of Vertal Deve. If you are interested in becoming a sponsor, please email lewis at riddledeve.com to sponsor an episode. Do you like what you hear today? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Share us with your friends and also find us on social media. 
We are at Riddled Eve on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also subscribe to the newsletter at RiddledEve.com. This podcast is protected under Creative Commons 2019 with a CC BYNCSA license. For more information and to connect with us, please visit our website at RiddledEve.com. I'm Louis Cruz, one of the producers of Riddled Eve. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>